Welcome to The Magic of a Coffee with Jordan and Alex. This episode, we talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy, how we feel about the film, the characters, and the future of the MCU. We got our genetically altered animal experiments. Let's get into it. What you doing? How have you been? Um, really good. Uh, I have some personal news um, that's been really fun. Um, I guess we have news but that's we can just you know we're an item now i think uh safe to say now yes (laughs) no i uh i had a bunch of uh just like climbing stuff that i did that uh some was like really bad but good well like not good but not bad Mm -hmm. i can i'll I'll explain in a moment um but other than that i've been been fine um the so what I was gonna bring up is the I went to Quartz Mountain, mm-hmm. which in case you don't know it's in it's a mountain in Oklahoma that's straight granite, very fun. It's very hard climbing, and we um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I should have put notes on, but whatever. But it's um, it's like interesting traverse um, under clean climbing with crack climbing, and that's the first pitch alone, and then the rest of it is like lie back climbing with chimney climbing, which I've never really done chimney climbing and, uh, all of it's trad and it was fine. All of it was fine. Um, uh, I'm really good at crack climbing. Um, I'm pretty good at placing, um, get to the first, first pitch, easy breezy, get to the second pitch, start climbing, doing the lie back. I'm good at lie backs. Um, and then I get in the chimney. I don't know how to climb into a chimney. Um, do you, are you familiar with what a chimney is? No. Okay, so chimney is, um, you're familiar with crack climbing. Mm-hmm. So imagine instead of a crack, it's like huge. Uh, and you're having to use certain techniques to get up it. It's like you're going up a chimney. Oh, okay. That's chimney yeah. climbing. And there are like various different um, places you can put gear and stuff like that. We didn't have one of the big cams, so we couldn't just like put it in the thing. But um, so we go in there. And then I'm like burning a lot of energy and a lot of my muscles. Like I, we got done that day and I got to the car and my back was just shot. It was like, dude, you kept that engaged for like 15 minutes straight. I was like, I look good though. Um, and so I start figuring it out. You know, I've climbed enough that I'm like, okay, I kind of understand how this works. So I started doing it, placing gear, but I didn't want to like place this gear in super complicating spots and like over cam it and things like that. So I was just like caming very lightly. Mm-hmm. But what started happening is I was, I would place the gear into a crack. I would continue climbing. And then I heard this like clanking underneath me. I was like, what the fuck is that? I, I thought like maybe my gear got snagged on my harness or whatever. I looked down and some of my protections, some of my cams fell out and fell to the previous um, cam under me, which in turn leaves like, that means I have no protection for several feet. Mm. And so I was like, well, I can't like place any gear where I'm at right now. And so I was like, I just got to keep going. Like as long as I don't fall, it won't be a hard, you know, it won't be bad. But the issue that we're getting at is the more you, the higher you climb, when your gears here, the higher you climb, the more hazardous it gets Mm -hmm. because you're just essentially like not doubling the amount of distance you're going to fall, but kind of it, depending on like where you're falling and your belay or stuff like that. So I get out of the chimney, which I'm like close to the end of the second pitch. And I 
I've I so I onsited this. If you don't know what onsiting is, I didn't look up any. I didn't I didn't know how to climb it. I didn't know where it went. I just went up and like I knew where the pitch ended. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was two ways I could go. Either I could climb around the chimney. I so I got out of the chimney and I could climb around on top of the chimney and climb that. Or there is some face climbing to the right of me. Face climbing is literally like, um, do you remember when we went climbing and I was talking about slab climbing? It's just straight vertical. Mm. Imagine that with like credit card size holds. Mm. That's, I'm really good at that. But I was also 200 feet in the air. And so I was like, well, I'm good at face climbing. And I, didn't, I couldn't see how the top of the chimney was. So I was like, whatever, I'll just do that. Um, and so I started, but I started realizing that I can't place gear anywhere because it's just flat granite and all the gear is too far away or all the cracks are too far away for me to put gear in. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, I'm losing my mind and I'm like being very motivational, but I'm out loud screaming to just, you got to keep going. You have to keep going. And then I get to this spot and then my foot slips a little bit. I remember my foot slipping just a hair. And then I just locked super hard. I globbed because then I understood where the last piece of gear was. And I was like, if you fall, it's 20 feet from you to that gear, which in turn, you're probably going to drop 30 feet. And that's either a ledge that where Rico, my Blair was, or I'm just going to smash into the chimney. And I was like, you cannot fall right now. And I was just yelling at myself. And so like, there was one, I got another move. And then I saw this weird, like divot to my right. And I was like, I can't reach that. But I think if I do one more adjustment, cause slab climbing, is just like minor adjustments, right? If I can do one more adjustment, I can heel hook on top of that and just have enough leverage to lean left and then there's a crack. And so I did it and it was like super sketchy and like it's just like a throw move. Usually I'm pretty static and controlled, but I was like, I can't, I'm literally about to fall and I don't know what's going to happen. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I was just, it was me in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so I did the heel hook. It was solid. I was like sick. And then immediately I found this crack this crack was like i could barely fit my fingers in which is good because i jammed it as hard as i could and i slammed it down but locked all of my like like the skin the knuckles i felt these little grooves and it just locked it and i finally was like be able to rest i was like fuck and then i let go of the heel hook and then i turned to the crack put my other hand in and then started doing a lie back and just continuing to yell at myself like you have to keep going you got this I got to the top, finally hit the ledge. I, my torso got on the ledge, and I was like, I was breathing really hard. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. And then for a split second, I started dreaming. <laughs> and I came to real quick, and I was like, what the fuck? Because my heart was racing. My mind was like, what did you just do? I look, uh, I get on the ledge. Um, I did not put protection in. With like certain trad climbing, you have to take cams and make anchors for safety. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't. I just fell asleep, apparently. Well, I put one in, put through my um, my personal anchor system in there, and then I was, like, trying to calm down. I was telling Rico I just had to calm down, and I looked down, and it was – there was – I couldn't see my last cam. That's how far away I was from it while climbing. Um, and so I made an anchor system, and then I got everything prepared. I got up. Uh, I belayed um, – I belayed Rico and Rico like got outside of the chimney and he looked where I was climbing. He was like, 
oh dude you have to go left to the uh on top of the chimney because it's it's literally like an easy ass uh route to take if you do that and i was like okay <laughs> and he's like which way did you go and i told him and he was like i wouldn't have done that <laughs> i was like and then uh he got up there and uh we set up the rappel, and then I was like, cool. Shall we do another? Because at that point, I calmed down. You know, it's something that... But it also made me realize, like, okay, I need to evaluate that, that level of, like, oh, fuck. Because I solo, so, I solo a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I do that, like, I just got to be a lot more dialed in. I have to work on the mental. Because, yeah... That was an insane. That was probably the scaredest I've ever been rock climbing. Where I was like, dude, if I fall, like, I might, there might be some phone calls. Yeah. And it's not going to be by me. And I was like, okay, I need to fucking evaluate a lot. But after that, like, that's the fun thing about, like, rock climbing to that degree. It's like, it was so, it was terrifying. But, like, once I got done and I calmed down, I was like, that was so fulfilling. Anyways, how was you? How are you? Good, busy working summer season so you know all these big movies are coming out and uh Mm, like what guardians of the galaxy oh my god i haven't seen that yet why are we recording this podcast episode i don't know you wanted to (laughs) no i am so excited about this episode i if i wasn't so tired yesterday i probably would have saw it again yeah i plan on seeing it again too here soon if you have the time, I'm more of a. It's more of a. I'm there for fifty hours a week, and uh, if I don't have to be in that building, I don't want to be. So, let's just go to a Cinemark. <laughs> Sorry, movie tavern. No, I. Uh, no, I. I don't really like movie tavern, and I really don't like Cinemark uh, unless Cinemark sponsors us. <clears throat> hey, we're a movie podcast. We want a sponsorship deal. We could we we'll go see movies. Yeah, way to well to way to sell them, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it was a super good film. Uh, one thing that I loved about this, not most of all, but one thing that I loved is, um, when Jordan saw it, um, he saw it before me, and he was like, "That's pretty good." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And then I met up with him at the theater, and he was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty alright. It's uh, you know, it's pretty good." And then I go in there, and then what I wanted to say after the movie ended was, Jordan, go fuck yourself. But instead, I was like, this is this was a fucking incredible movie. Like, I was crying, you know. I was pissed at one point. I was, like, hyped. Oh, it was so good. I usually, I was like, I remember being like, I'm just going to eat popcorn, like, have a Diet Coke, like, chill. But the, at some points in time, the movie got me so stressed that I was just like, I gotta get, I gotta get loaded fries. I'm eating my feelings right now. <laughs> it was an incredible film. Yeah. Well, let's start with, uh, let's start with like, what happened, you know? Yeah. So uh, going forward, uh, spoilers, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, spoilers. Uh, we don't have to say spoilers anymore. I think I people do. know now. I've, uh, I've. I've seen too many spoiler videos of people being upset because they were like, they didn't say spoilers enough. Uh, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, that's not going to be us. I'm going to shove spoilers up their ass. Uh, the word, not actual spoilers. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, so the premise of the movie, for the most part, is the high evolutionary uh, wants Rocket Raccoon. Um, that is the... Do I... No, 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 continue. Sorry, yeah, sorry. There's just, that's, that's the, you know, two-sentence summary, uh, but there's a lot more involved, honestly. Yeah, um, the fact <laughs> that, that Rocket's a genius? Yeah, that... Um, it's funny because, so, it's interesting, well, I'll start off with this, is Rocket Raccoon is the, is the protagonist in this trilogy. Is Because I've went back and rewatched the other two films, is that he is, more or less, he has the most character growth, you know, he's this kind of, like, silent main protagonist. Like, Peter Quill, sure, but it's like, um, in the first movie... There's there's a lot of emphasis on Rocket in particular, but it's the second movie where it's like when he's with Yondu and he's like, you know, you push everybody away because, um, you know, you don't want to get hurt again, essentially. And then Thor yeah. in Infinity War thinks Rocket is the captain of the ship, which is the little nod to Rocket being the actual main protagonist. And then Rocket is like the protagonist in this movie. Even though he's yeah, a, granted he's not in it. <laughs> he's not in it for the majority. Yeah. Um, oh right, because he yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I could agree with the protagonist thing. Yeah. Um, to be honest, he is far in when you look at the two main characters, right? Mm-hmm. Quill and Rocket. Mm-hmm. When you now this movie, it's like yeah, he has to be the protagonist because and he also has to be the captain. Like as a as essentially like a preteen, maybe teen, he just flew a ship out of a <laughs> out of a station. He's like, no, I got it. Yeah. He can't, he had to get he had to get on the steering wheel and press a button yeah. because of how small he was, and he still just fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love that. But yeah, so it opens up with the Guardians on nowhere. Uh, they've made it their headquarters. Peter Quill is sad about Grimora, and it seems like for the most part, most people don't know. That the Gamora that we have in the MCU timeline is the Gamora from um, the split timeline in Endgame. Yeah, if people don't know that, well, but it's, keep listening, I guess. But uh, you should probably go and watch every yeah. Marvel movie. Yeah, it's and like even in people in the movie um, aren't super like they're not making it super well known. It's more of like a oh Gamora's back type thing, and she doesn't remember anything from the past 10 years well she can't Uh, remember anything because it's the wrong gamora yes i know but that's how they're selling it because that's what uh nebula says to somebody is that she just doesn't remember anything yeah um and then adam warlock shows up let's mm, let's talk about that is um i kind of told you about it before going in there to set some expectations i'm glad that you did because i would have gotten a lot more pissed off (laughs) um i'm a warlock fan I have expected world when when Guardians two came out mm-hmm. and the post credit scene and he was and she was like I'm gonna I will name him Adam I got chills I was like oh my boy because he's like one of the guys that can like efficiently like use the gauntlet right in the comics yeah so in the comics seen- he does have the Mind Stone originally and then, yeah. or the Soul Stone sorry originally and then um, he does give it away and then his character is kind of weird because i believe um i'm not super versed but i believe he is a jim starlin creation specifically for all the infinity comics 
um, and the wacky stuff that gets involved there. Because Infinity War um, is, I don't know if it's considered canon anymore. It's weird where that sits. But um, yeah, is one of the most powerful pe- beings in the Marvel Universe. Uh, literally hangs out with, you know, gods. You know, the beings that keep this universe intact. So to have him be kind of a child. But in this movie. (laughs) In the movie. Like, I get where they were going. You know, this is the beginning of a long-term thing for him. But uh, it is kind of is his Is his contract public? Do you know? Uh, I don't think it is public. But I'm assuming there was a multi-year, you know, multi-movie deal. And it is weird for him showing up here because, again, he is mostly involved in the Infinity uh, War and uh, in Infinity Gauntlet comics. And then in, in Annihilation, but they didn't do Annihilation. I'm pretty sure we're not doing Annihilation. Um, but I mean, it just uh, they have so many avenues they could take, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like, I, I like the idea that they're bringing Warlock, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, the first, so the first scene of him, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, let's, what's good? Um, but then every other scene, I was like, okay, great. Like, there was some comedic relief with him. Mm-hmm. Which was like fine, but I don't know. I just didn't like it. But I do agree that like they're setting something up for him to play a bigger role, yeah. which I'm very excited about. If if this would have been a one off movie for him, I'd have been like, why even bring him? Just forget about yeah, him for sure. Um, so I again, I do like the movie a lot. I think I'm. I said it's. I'll I'll say it's probably the best MCU film, uh, post Endgame. Uh, and maybe the best Guardians film, um, to be it honest. Is. And the then, second one was ass. Yeah, the second one's not great. And then the f- the first one's good, but a lot mm-hmm. of it's set up. So being able to have these characters being fully fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the best Guardians movie will have to be the Christmas special. Ugh. No. Why would you say that? I'm just kidding. I watched it and I was like, this is ass, yeah. but it's a, it's a Marvel film, so I gotta well, watch it's, it. I think the idea with the Christmas special was to be like kind of like the Star Wars special from back in the 80s, and that's terrible, and people like to forget it exists. Uh, and Grand- Grandpa Wookiee watching porn. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's supposed to be kind of in the vein of that, but um, yeah, it's weird, uh, or uh, where are we at? Nowhere, and then they go. Yeah. Rocket gets beat up. Oh, we can't help him with the med pack, which they've never seen before and is all over this movie. Um, we can't use the med pack on him because he has some bomb attached to his heart. Dude, it's the <laughs> consistency of that is like, get a med pack. Well, I just have Sinsu beans. They're good yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. is It's so weird. And then, um, so that's kind of the first act is the setup. You get to meet, you see Rocket's backstory right at the beginning. I do really like the opening and Rocket walking around with uh, Creep playing. I thought that was a nice little touch. Uh, James Gunn is always big with music in his movies. And I think this is probably the best one. I I enjoyed it. It was Mm -hmm. was fine. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, that was incredible. But it was like, it was cool. Mm -hmm. 
I do. Um, I thought it was like kind of random that. Well, I guess it's not that random, but like the whole Peter Quill like being just drunk out of his mind and like everyone's like he's doing that constantly now. It's like like I get they're trying to set something up, but you could just like make him depressed. Yeah. But also, I guess it wouldn't like give a good like energy to the movie. So it's I, I I get it, but it's also like I feel like it was a little unnecessary. Yeah, I think it was supposed to really drive home that you know him and Gamora are not a thing at all anymore. I think it's supposed to be that he does miss the relationship they had going into uh, Infinity War. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's fine. That point gate came across. Uh, and then uh, the second act of the movie really is when they're on the meat planet, which is disgusting. How, how many people uh, bring up Among Us? So, fun fact, that is not an Among Us reference. Oh, I'm aware of what it is. Yeah, but 2000- how many people? Oh, yeah. People are like, Among Us. I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Space Odyssey, you yeah. swine. There's something. Among Us is based off of those space suits, space suits in 2001. Um, okay, so speaking of the them like getting going to the meat planet, it's so good. <laughs> um, Mantis, just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Mantis's character is an interesting one because uh, he did only show up in the Guardians two, but was in Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, so I guess four movies technically, but it's just like. Where, where, I, I've never understood her her character for the most part of just like this weird, goofy, yet serious, um, I don't know, the punching bag of all the jokes type thing. So uh, yeah. it's funny. It's her, her like literally dying every two minutes in this movie is pretty much just hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. They like get she dropped snaps into her the, neck. Yeah, they get dropped into the pit and you literally hear her neck snap. <laughs> she just stands up. You're like, bro. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah. But yeah, so the Ravagers team up with the Guardians to get onto the meat planet. That's how Gamora comes into the picture. Uh they need Rocky Go- Balboa's there. Yeah, it's crazy. Rocky Balboa's there. Again, a weird pick. I'm not mad. I love Sylvester Stallone. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then we get into the meat planet, and then Nathan Fillion shows up. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, there's also another cameo in there is the girl, the security woman, um, that has like the little hat on or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, James Gunn's wife. Hmm. Yeah, she's also Didn't in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, which he did for DC. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, to get on the meat planet, shenanigans ensue. I didn't mind it. I mean, it's gross. It's a meat planet, but uh, it was fine. Thankfully, it didn't yeah. trigger my tryptophobia because yeah. it would have sucked to throw a popcorn. But um, um, the fight scene was interesting. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. That that was the start of like because like I didn't know if like people were gonna die, and so like they did a really good like edge of my seat. Like, oh fuck, is are people about to die? Mm-hmm. And it was it was good. I will say, the whole uh, Gamora banter, her being just like a ruthless like no. mercenary now, is I really enjoy it. Yeah, because this is again, this is the Gamora from before they Peter Quill and uh, before they meet. So she is ruthless still. She is a mercenary. She hasn't had that character growth throughout you know the two movies to become. 
the Gamora we know. So yeah, I loved I loved Gamora's character in this movie. Um, I like that she like her hair is much more like unkept and gross. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. There were like little nods that I really enjoyed, and then uh, yeah, me playing it stuff happens. Then they know where they gotta go, and then it's like, oh, it's a trap, and then they get onto the weird human furry planet. Uh, Wait, which? Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, they land in the neighborhood, um, and then the people, like the weird humanoid animal people. And throughout the movie, you are getting um, like flashbacks to Rocket's story, like backstory. And you get, yeah. uh, you meet his friends, um, which I don't remember. I guess Teeth, Lila, and uh, Floor. <laughs> Dude, I love those characters. So your boy. Yeah. Okay, so they die. Yes. Right. It's it's pretty like known that they yeah, did. They were gonna, you know, like as soon as you meet them, they're like, okay, these people aren't making it out of here. Yeah. Yeah, but just the way that they died, dude, I started, I was like, <laughs> I don't cry at movies. Like, we're, we have a constant debate that I cried during Endgame. I don't think I did. You did. I don't think I did. You were, because you were trashed. Yeah. Yeah, because I cried, and I was like, I looked over to you to make see if you were crying, and I remember you crying. Wrong Asian, dude. Anyways, so, um... I cried. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but but I was also crying. But I was also like, yo, someone needs to Leroy Jenkins this dude right now. And then Rocket, <laughs> you just see him go like, but this boy about to turn into a Super Saiyan, and he fucking yeah, does. They um, they give it. Uh, so typically Disney and Marvel try to, even though movies are PG thirteen, they try to keep it PG PG thirteen rating. Uh, and this movie definitely was on like the more adult PG thirteen side of the movies. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you had Rocket tear up the High Evolutionary's face, um, but like a lot. Like like <laughs> that camera like holds on it. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, so yeah so uh, they get to the planet. They uh, they need to get to the High Evolutionary's base. Uh, and so, wait, how did they though? Well, that's what I was. Yeah, is, <laughs> <laughs> is they get into a car and Nebula doesn't know how to open the door. <laughs> Peter's like, "Get in the fucking car!" <laughs> <laughs> and they don't cut away. Like it is the first f bomb in the MCU, um, and people are upset about it uh, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because uh, typically they do cut away right before they say. Fuck. Even even in Blade, like you don't hear him say it, you just yeah. see his mouth move with it. Yeah, and that was in the two thousands, late nineties, two thousands, when the, before the MCU oh no, was really he, thing. He, yeah, so that that doesn't I guess necessarily count because I forgot he does say he he gets shot by some cops in a hospital, and then his quote is one of my favorite quotes by Blade: "Motherfucker, have you lost your goddamn mind?" <laughs> or no, damn mind. Sorry, but I haven't um, seen it in a in a week. Uh, but yeah. um we get the first F bomb, and then this is where I really enjoy the movie. I think this is when the the, the it just comes together so perfectly. Is after this point, yeah, because then um, you see defensive nose Groot, yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> just go absolutely yeah. haywire. Um, yeah, so it's it's oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, they like get there. They know it's a trap. It's a standoff. Um, and then uh, they get the code to get the heart, the bomb off a of rocket's heart. 
Uh, Rocket has the weird Dumbledore um, train sequence thing from Deathly Hollows Part 2 happened to him. Bro, okay. That's, <laughs> well, I got to tell you about it. He flatlines and dude, yeah. like Peter Quill scream again. Yeah, I, I was, started crying. Dude. I was, I was yeah. like, bro, this, this is too. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Yeah, it I was, was so rough. I was pretty actively crying when I when when we saw it, um, and then I was just like, bro, um, yeah, that was pretty rough for me. Um, and then yeah, so you have the weird. So it's like a white, you know, he's dying, and his friends show back up, and they're like, you're not done yet. Um, which is like typical. Like we, yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Didn't mean that I wasn't going to cry about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was it was a really technically good died. Yeah, he, he did flatlined. Die. Um, and then he comes back, and then it's just um, probably one of the coolest. Like I would say, probably action, like decent action, long action sequences. Um, the hallway fight scene was really cool. The hallway fight <laughs> scene, dude, was bonkers, yeah. dude. It was so sick. Yeah. I loved it so and, uh, much. No sleep, till, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. Till Brooklyn song. <laughs> you, you, suddenly, you were about to say Boston. I'm like, no, yeah, there's no I way home. No. <laughs> uh, which is also funny because I don't think you've seen Mario, but Chris Pratt voices Mario, and that song. I, yeah, also I told plays. you about Mario. Oh, okay, never mind. We, I watched it. it. I watched it on a date. It was sick. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah we're doing fun. we're doing an episode soon. <laughs> Uh, I have nothing to say for that movie. Uh, it was good. It's a good movie. Whatever. Uh, we're talking about Guardians. So yeah. So Adam Warlock, funny little and little snippets of Adam Warlock with the Sovereign leader in between. Uh, he's a kid. She's like, do this thing, and then he does it. Literally does the thing. Like when she's like, um, you know, oh, show yeah. this man. You know, we mean business or whatever. And then he fucking <laughs> melts him. Melts him. <laughs> and she's like. What? Why'd you do that? And he's like, "You that uh, you told me to show what he makes Jesus." <laughs> There's some snippet, funny snippets with his character, but uh, they do throw a literal ship at him, and he's like, "Yo, that's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude! Yeah. Looks like you ain't got no more car. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the high evolutionary fight between him and Rocket happened. It's fine, um, but dude. And then the and mask then they, they comes rip, off. They, they take that mask off, and he's just mutilated. It yeah. was so good. I really, uh, dude. I really wanted like someone else to be like, people need a second chance, blah blah. blah. And then Rocket just like fucking murks him. Yeah, dude, that would have been Rocket so good, from but... Guardians One would have um, definitely. Dude, another scene that I cried on was the uh, the baby raccoons. Yes, mm-hmm. when he finds the baby raccoons. Uh, so yeah, so it's um, so he finds the baby raccoons. He sees that they are raccoons, and then him and the High Evolutionary meet, and he calls them his code name or whatever. And he goes, "My name's Rocket Raccoon," and you're like, "Ah, yeah, dude." I was that's like, the first time. Beast. Yeah, he calls himself a raccoon, and then um, so another big point is Drax finds the kids, and then um, he knows their language or whatever. And he can talk to them. And then that's when I was like, okay, he's going to like go off with the kids. He's going to be a dad to all 800 of these kids. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, and then uh, the, you know the weird blob thing. Um, that mantis like freeze, and she's like, "Oh, that's so gross!" And then he oh, talks, yeah. and she's like, "You're not gross." Uh, that was voiced by Pete Davidson, apparently. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> oh, another thing I wanted to highlight, I wanted to bring up because I, you know, just sharing the waterworks. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they like leave, um, you know, what's his bucket with the mask? I can never remember the names. Mm-hmm. When Rocket was like, "We have to save them." Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I was still just like, I because okay. I knew what he was talking about. He was talking about the yeah. animals, and I was just like, okay. and then a stampede, and I was like, fucking go, dude. Yeah, okay. uh, that leads, I guess, into Cosmo. We haven't talked about Cosmo at all. Cosmo was pretty funny. The whole good dog thing throughout the film, I thought was pretty that's funny. his name was Cosmo. The 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 dog's name is Cosmo. Yeah, I thought that dog was unnecessary, but it was fun. Yeah, it was like you know. The issue, part of the issue with the movie, we'll like wrap up the plot is, so they save everybody. Peter Quill almost dies. Adam Warlock saves him, and then uh, oh, the- <laughs> yeah, the weird Da Vinci man and God, dude. Everyone in the theater just started busting out <laughs> laughing, and I I remember some people were just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and then yeah, so everybody gets saved, and they kind of go their separate ways. That's the ending. The ending is like twenty minutes long because you got to resolve all these plot lines. Rocket Dude, becomes so long. Yeah, Rocket becomes the new leader. Mantis goes off with those weird alien things, figure her stuff out. I do really like the Peter, the Peter and uh, Gamora when she was like, "I bet we were fun." Um, as like that gave uh, him like I think it gave him some closure too. Gave him some closure, but it's also like they're not riding off into the sunset together. Which is um, what I liked is that you know they did not get back together. That they that plot line was left open. Gamora goes back to the Ravengers. I forget what happens to Nebula. I think Nebula stays in town. Oh, she becomes the leader of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, dude, continue. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Drax with the stays. He's becomes the kids. And then he's essentially he's making an army. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Groot gets the line, "I love you." Oh, guys. dude, that one was so. Uh, good. Which James Gunn I, uh, did come out and say, which makes this makes me emotional. Um, is he didn't literally say that? Is because we are now part of the family, we can understand Groot. Oh. <laughs> and so we're like part of. The family now. That's why we could understand him finally. Dude, I wish it would. I wish. <laughs> I wish he said that and then got into a car. <laughs> Nothing breaks family. Yeah, I know. Um, which is also funny because Fast X comes out in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was super good. Um, and then the first post credit scene is Rocket with the new team. Um, Groot's ginormous. <laughs> Groot turns into a fucking mech. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that gets wrapped up, and then that's the first post-credit scene, and it plays the stupid um, song from the first movie. Uh, it's in the pre-show at work, and so I hate that song now. Um, <laughs> um, I want to. What was the second? And then the second one scene? is so Peter goes back to Earth. Oh uh, yeah, meets his I, grandfather. I and then, yeah, it's them just talking while eating cereal. And then it's the legendary Star-Lord will return. Um, 
so he's the only one to confirm to be coming back, I guess. But I think Rocket will. I'm sure. assuming Rocket <clears throat> and Groot will at least. But yeah, me too. Sorry. Dude, one thing that I want to bring up that I really enjoyed was uh, when they were like breaking into like the meat planet or whatever. Uh, when Quill thought he was like on a private calm, <laughs> and then everyone was just like, "We can't hear you." And then like they were like, "Yellow goes for black, black goes for you know." Yeah. <laughs> and it's then it, so it Drax like that's way too complicated. Why would you do that? Um, now no, no, th- that was Quill. Drax was like, uh, "No, it's this, this, this." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what made it so good. Is even Drax was like, "Yeah, dude." Uh, it's also so funny because Dave Bautista like is a quite a bit heavier in this film than usual. I just was noticing because it, it. My funny thing is in Infinity War, Drax is like, "You've been putting on, you know, a little weight to Peter oh, Quill," yeah. and then in this one, it's Drax is he's he's the other way can, around. Yeah, you can see he's put on a little weight. Um, I don't know. I noticed that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it was really good. Um, I didn't notice too many Easter eggs. Floor was terrifying. Um, I hate rabbits with robot limbs. So I thought it was I, something um, out of Saw. Dude, so when, when the otter died, dude, mm-hmm. oh, my, I, I started crying. And then there was like a slow-mo, like kind of ominous thing. And I was like, they didn't. And then those two, and I like I knew, but then they, those two were dead, and I was just like, I need loaded fries. I do really like in all the flashbacks, though. He would like Rocket would find a piece of metal and just like put it on his body for the payoff, and he does make the card. I thought that was so so cool. The little just yeah. like he, he, they're just walking around talking. And he's like, ooh. Boop. <laughs> um, I said IKEA. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Don't fucking touch that. Uh, yeah, we could never go back no. there. Uh, Probably not. I got to order from out there because <laughs> I'm not allowed back. But yeah, I uh, I rate this 9.5. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it uh, before I give it official rating. But mine was like 7, 8 out of 10. I think it's as good as you can get for a Guardians film. I um, I'll stand by mine. I'm gonna rewatch it pretty soon, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm probably gonna make it. I'll do nine for now, but I think it's I think it's nine teetering nine point five. It's not a ten out of ten movie. Nothing's exactly. a ten out of ten movie, except for Forrest Gump. I don't agree with that, but I, I don't either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say my ten out of ten movie is Independence Day. Okay, we should end this podcast, like the whole thing. <laughs> it's actually uh, Les Mis. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've never watched that movie and or seen the play, so. Oh, no, our, our attention span is, is leaving. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it and you've stuck through all the spoilers, go see it. Um, I don't know why you haven't yet. It's, again, the best Marvel movie since Endgame. And one of the best Marvel movies I think ever, to be honest. Um, it, it's up there in like the top ten. Um, not top five for me, but... It's top ten for me, for sure. It might be top five, honestly, but I'd have to evaluate. and We can do that on another episode. Yeah. I don't, we don't have that kind of time right now. What's our top ten Marvel movie, favorite Marvel movies? 
Uh, Welcome to Watch Mojo. <laughs> We're about to get demonetized for that. <laughs> Fuck. We got to cut that out. <laughs> we don't have to cut that out. Fair use. Uh, we didn't use. Uh, her voice wasn't over it, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> like we get fucking monetized. Any- <laughs> <laughs> We're probably about. Let's not talk about behind the scenes. <laughs> Let's talk about the Sorry. analytics on our show. We've both had really long weekends, and this was recorded on a Monday, and we haven't really had a full rest day. So, uh, I won't for two weeks, but yeah, you know, you know, it's not a competition. No, no, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about work. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, so go see it. Any other snippets or anything you want to talk about? Um, no, um, not right now. I mean, I'm going to see it again. Um, I agree. Like everyone should go see it. It's a fantastic film. Um, the, um, yeah, it's just a fantastic film. Like, yep. oh, it's so good. The only, the, my only complaint is Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, his weird dog that he gets as well. It's cute. It's not as, I mean, it's uh, I, the dog being there was better than Adam Warlock's performance. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty self-contained story. Um, it doesn't lead to anything. Kang isn't in there. Um, I was half expecting it, but I, you know, I, it's an ending story for this yeah, for this it's, team. So it's, it's like it, James Gunn's send off to Marvel, and um, for most of these people, they don't. You know, they've been around for almost a decade shooting these films, so makes sense. Not a lot of them want to come back. Yeah, I mean, you make enough money, you like. Uh, Zoe Zaldana um, is probably the highest uh, what is it? I saw some TikTok on it earlier. She's been in so many franchises that she herself has grossed so much re- like the highest like grossing revenue actor of like all time. Who, like, who, for who, a movie. who does she play? She plays Gamora. Uh, but she's in Avatar. She's in Star Trek. Oh, right. Um, is just like from like an actor's like an from an actor being in a movie standpoint, like all the movies she's been in, mm-hmm. she's like gross the highest revenue for like films. Yeah. She's in everything. I'm look into that. Yeah, yeah she's she, in a lot. She just was like, I'm gonna do a few, a couple franchises. This will be fun, and then ended up like you know. <laughs> <laughs> she's a main character in a couple franchises. No, yeah. <laughs> and Star Trek yeah. is probably getting another film. Whatever. I'm gonna, we're, we're not talking yeah, about I'm that. Just, yeah, so, yeah, we're going off track. Thanks for listening slash watching. Um, Thanks, guys. If you want to hit us up, leave a YouTube comment or uh, the magic coffee at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram. Uh, you can leave a comment there and we will get back to you as soon as possible. If you're watching on YouTube, if you want to subscribe and hit that bell, uh, that'd be much appreciated. Ding. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time see you later